This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! This is Rog. Welcome to a Men in Blazers pod special. John Oliver is a bloke who's been coming on our show for eight years now and lived to tell the tale. He talks about his love of football in general and Liverpool in particular. And I have to say, I never take it for granted. Watching John's success, watching him soar and the star with which he does it gives me enormous pleasure. I'm going to be honest, I preferred him back in the Roy Hodgson days, a time so dark. It was the first time he came on, I think. He said, I've given up expecting or needing to win the league. I don't need Liverpool top four finishes. I just need some nice passing sequences. 15 minutes coveting the ball. Is that too much to ask? In came Jurgen Klopp and John adjusted. He recalibrated a little bit and he said, do you need a back four when you have a front 15? Before declaring the joy at the front and the pain at the back is how Liverpool gives you the full human experience. <laughs> Last year, John couldn't have been happier. He was in love with Big Verge. He adored human cube Shakiri, But he was also resigned to the fact that as good as Liverpool were, they'd forever, in his words, be a greyhound chasing a hare. That hare being Pep Guardiola's seemingly invincible Manchester City. An analogy, if I remember, I think he continued by saying Everton were just a hamster running round in a ring in the corner of a classroom of troubled children. Harsh but fair. What a difference they were, year makes. John appeared, and by appeared I mean starred, on our now annual Boxing Day special on NBCSN. And while I admit... His visit was a reminder of the extent to which enjoying Liverpool not win the title has possibly been one of my greatest pleasures over the past 30 years as an Evertonian. Not a good look for me. The arc of the human experience of his fandom from the darkness of the periphery towards the near-glorious light. It was a human wonder to retrace. Reliving that journey, one of the highlights of my year. We also touch, for all you non-Liverpool fans, on the big stories of the Premier League year. Brodgers, Leicester, Glory, Christian Pulisic's Ballon d'Or, Mourinho's heel turn, and Mike Dean as Time Magazine's Man of the Year. This pod special is a version of the TV show we aired, but we want to put it out as a pod because, well, John's so good. He's Salamane Firmino good. And it deserves a global listen. To you, dear listeners, courage. Welcome to the Men in Blazers Boxing Day special featuring, who else? Host of HBO's Last Week Tonight, comedian, actor, writer, massive Liverpool <laughs> fan. That's an understatement. <laughs> Sulling himself again with his annual appearance on our show, oh. the one and only Mr. John Oliver. It is John. a pleasure to mark time once again as we near death year Circle by year. Circle the earth. Bring it on. I'm ready. Okay, having you on Never the show over yet. the holidays has become a tradition unlike any 
other. You are to us what Alec Baldwin is to SNL, John. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. Uh, it is. Well, you've been on a lot. Because is all we're really <laughs> sure. No, right. it's not. We mean that you also have four brothers, all of whom are named Billy. <laughs> That's true. It is always a joy to see you and talk about Liverpool Football Club. I will say, John, the better Liverpool get, the less of a joy it feels. January 2013, Liverpool under Brendan Rodgers. For me, one of the greatest Liverpool managers of all time, behind only Roy Hodgson in my totally objective <laughs> ranking. And, John, you said... The achievable goal that Liverpool have for my happiness now has got so much smaller over the years. I don't need trophies. I don't need top four finishes. I just need some nice passing sequences. Is that too much yeah. to ask? Yes. Probably. Yeah. We sit here at a historic moment. Your team, Liverpool, running away at the top of the table. It's like the secret works. I've just <laughs> I've willed this to happen. <laughs> We're going to break down every element of the Liverpool season yes. so far oh, with you, please. John Oliver. Please. Savouring every storyline. Let's start at the beginning. Back on August 9th, Liverpool yes. opened up the season by thumping a star-struck Norwich. 4-1. They lost Alisson in the process. Alisson, cool. You would, though, wouldn't you? Oh. Of course you would. It would oh, be I mean, an honour and a privilege. Any time. Of course, whatever he likes. <laughs> but, but even without him. Just permanent consent given. <laughs> barely miss a step because Trent Alexander-Arnold, oh. chin lad, and Andy Robertson, Robo, are two of the most potent, creative attacking forces to ever pretend to be part of the bat line. Have you ever seen their light before? It's incredible. I remember there was one time in the World Cup years ago where all three Brazilian centre-backs were caught offside. And you thought, <laughs> this team has made some decisions yeah, about exactly. how it's going to play. And they're just whipping on, aren't they? Yeah. Whipping around. And James Milner's basically his head's going like this as they fly past him. But for the Liverpool haters, let's name them. Roger, there was reason for schadenfreude. August 31st, during a routine 3-0 win at Burnley, after Mo Salah acutely tried to create space in the box for his own shot, rather than pass to the wide-open Senegalese, Mane went a typically ballistic, <laughs> yeah. first on the field and then on the bench after being substituted. Oh, seeing the lovely serene Mane get angry, is it a bit like seeing your mate, the Dalai Lama, go all Hulk? How do you explain this? Momentarily, I was worried, thinking there's trouble in paradise, but there isn't. Oh, I what think is it, it was then? Apparently, they were all laughing about it in the dressing room after the fact. Whether that's a well-spun <laughs> Narrative, it's oh, certainly a narrative. I am anxious to swallow. Oh, that's the thing about Kool-Aid. It's so tasty. It's so good you drink all of it. I've got to say, it is, nom, the, nom, 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 it is the manufactured thread that I'm trying to pull on. I, know, the whole yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think it's going to work. But my favourite part of the whole thing, Bobby Firmino. Peacemaker. Yeah. Look at on him. On the bench, patting Mane on the shoulder. It's okay. Him a wink. He's like a Brazilian Dr. Phil. Listen, tell me how you feel. <laughs> tell me how you feel. It's going to be okay. We'll go to the special recovery room. Bobby Firmino Bobby could do a daytime television show. Of course he could. He's got the teeth for it. He's got the teeth. Those are daytime teeth, if they're anything. They are. Klopp's team of one, often ugly, always late, and occasionally VAR-assisted. But no matter well, what, they seem well, to emerge not, with Well, let's not points. overstate the VAR nonsense. Occasionally. occasionally. Sure, All teams have occasionally VAR-assisted or var Yes. VAR never walks alone. <laughs> would you say it's insane what do you think of VAR I mean they have got some serious problems with VAR either they're going to fix it or we're going to look back on this at a time remember when we tried that and it was terrible and then we stopped it and that the winners of the title that season have to have an asterisk by the no way. they do not have to have an asterisk <laughs> no they we're, do not we're, Rog we're all going to be look working for VAR look at the threads again <laughs> 
against a tenacious organised Sheffield United. It needed poor young goalkeeper Dean Henderson to leak to his five-hole, Bill Buckner style. Then late penalties against Spurs. An 85th minute winner mm -hmm. against Crystal Palace. Oh, 87th yes. minute equaliser. Yes. And a Sadio Mane stoppage time winner against Aston Villa. Do you really yep. get points for all these? How do you understand <laughs> what makes your team... So never say die. Can't stop, won't stop. Just it's, mentality monsters. Those mentality monsters were not born. They were created by this German Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it begins and ends with Klopp. He's an incredible motivator. I met Salah this year on my birthday, in fact. Time 100, didn't he? He was being honoured. And with, so I'd written a thing for him. For John's birthday, time. Yeah, 100. <laughs> so that's, right, that's right. That's right. Mo Salah. <laughs> and I, sa I sat with him. I was very, very, very nervous. He was turned up a little bit late. The season was going on. I wasn't thrilled that he was there because we had a game on Saturday. <laughs> I said to him, the first thing I said was, I've covered your fish so no one touched it. It's a weird opener to someone you don't know. And he took it as well as probably should have in that moment. But I said to him, what does it feel like when Klopp hugs you? And he said, sometimes he hugs me too hard. That is not a criticism, Mo. That's a compliment. He hugs you too hard? He has too much love to give. What a coach. Someone that has been in Jurgen Klopp's arms and yes. been the recipient yeah. of a Jurgen Klopp hug. When you are in those arms, it feels like anything is possible. For yes. a minute, I had hair. One of the games your Liverpool left until late, a match that looks even bigger in hindsight. Their October 5th 2-1 win against Leicester City. Yes, A wow. game in which Mark Albrighton tinkled the bed in injury <gasps> time, gifting doing? Liverpool a penalty that was coolly turned in by West World host James Milner. He doesn't miss. He can't miss. <laughs> what a game. A clash between Brendan Rodgers' yes. ego and his id. Last time you came on this show, you described Brodge as <laughs> yeah. one part Mussolini <laughs> and one part Mussolini yeah. and two more parts Mussolini. Yeah. For Brodge, the way he sees it, either is Liverpool win yeah. or is Leicester He's win. Won the, won yes. the title, whatever yeah, happens. That's right. It's a win-win. If you think about the world through his head, and you should yeah. only do that sparingly, yeah. then yeah, he can't lose. Your Liverpool mm. marched into November when they defeated defending champions Man City 3-1 yes. at Anfield. The biblical smiting that left Pep Guardiola going full-on Christian Bale on the set of Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> amateurs! You're all amateurs! Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool carried on going from strength to strength into December when they dispatched a 5-2 obliteration mm -hmm. of Everton Football Club yes. in the derby. Talk us through your experience of this game. I'm guessing it was exactly the same as your experience of it, Probably Rog. shockingly yeah. close. I mean, look, watching surgery well enacted yeah. is great. Yeah. If you're the person who is being dissected, I don't yeah. know. How does that feel? I didn't yeah. even feel my lungs being harvested. <laughs> yeah. And you were awake. <laughs> feel the thing. Amazing. Legendary Liverpool manager Bill Shankly used to say, yes. there's only two teams that matter on Merseyside. That's right. Liverpool Le and Liverpool Reserve. And, and a third, <laughs> Tranmere. Oh, oh, oh. And this game, it proved it was no joke. I mean, Everton right now are worse than the Peloton bike Christmas commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're very bad. It all started with Allardyce for me. Which retrospectively was the peak. Roger would bite his arm off for Allardyce right now. If Allardyce is the answer, you are asking the wrong questions. Yeah. And I think that has been proven since. <laughs> You don't appreciate what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. Come back, Sam. So Sam. true. <laughs> so true. We've got to talk about Klopp for a moment. Yeah. Because I am a horrible human being, as yeah. I think we've evidenced. Uh -huh. But even I have to admire you Jürgen. Have to. The gold standard of Jürgen Klopp as a motivator and as a man was his reaction to the 3-0 loss in Barcelona. The poetry of his press conference afterwards saying... If he can do it, wonderful. And if not, then... Fail in the most beautiful way. That... 
is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard coming from a football coach. It transcends football. Bale in the, the most beautiful way possible. That hits me where I live. <laughs> Maybe. That is the song of my heart. Is he the kind of empathetic you. leader the free world needs right now? He is, but sadly, I think Liverpool need him more than the, the free world do. <laughs> <laughs> so, just give us one, it's good. one it's title. It's good that you've got it all in perspective, John. <laughs> I want Klopp to win a title because I want to see what his face does and I want to see his white knuckle hugs. I want to <laughs> see the hug and then realise that he's pulling them into him. If Liverpool do win and the way you put it, you're such a big hearted, gracious, <laughs> remarkable human being. I just am like, even by osmosis, I'm becoming mildly nice. But if Liverpool win, yeah, promise you won't be unbearable. You are going to be unbearable, aren't you? I would be happy with one and done. I would just love that one. <sighs> I've covered your fish so no one else will touch it. That's, no one else has ever had the first word said to them by another human being be that. That's the first time in human history. That is just amazing. Okay, we want to run through some of the other top storylines of this incredible season so far. Think mm -hmm. of it as the and now this part of Men in Blazers mm -hmm. or and now this. First up, Jamie Richard Vardy, a 32-year-old striker who is reborn thanks to Brodge's touch of a tender lover. Oh, the thing I love about Jamie Vardy... Mm -hmm is I've come to believe he only scores as a means to an end, and that end is to get in the grills of opposing fans. This season, opposing <laughs> fans have chanted, Jamie Vardy, your yes. bird is a grass. Yes. Yeah. American translation, Jamie Vardy, your wife Rebecca, is alleged by Colleen Rooney to have leaked stories to dread tabloid The Sun. Four times fans have sung that, and each time... It's Jamie Vardy! It's 1-1! He scored a goal. I mean, the fact his competitive juices get so fired Such. up... Don't you do Jamie Colleen Vardy. like that. Yeah. Don't you do Colleen of like all that. People to take We're on. Team Colleen on this show. Team yeah, Colleen. So team Colleen. Hashtag Team Colleen all the way. You did Colleen dirty. Yeah. It was the best non-football football story of the year by a mile. That story we came out when Britain needed it the most. That's so true. Have you ever seen an elite competitor more motivated by spite than that man? Footballers always say they don't hear chants, right? Beckham, we had just the absolute worst of the worst chants. And so I don't even. I don't even. Even when I'm taking a corner. Honestly. I don't hear them. What did they say? Oh, that's not nice to Vicky, is it? So they always say they don't hear it. But to actually have Vardy go, all right, you're going to talk about my missus like that? Yeah. Do one. Boink. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, love. That one's for you. Chant. Yeah. Get banged. <laughs> Our next big storyline, John, the fall and rise of Christian Pulisic. Oh, yeah. He struggled to find a place among Frank Lampard's mm -hmm. babies early in the season, then returned with a vengeance, scoring a perfect hat-trick and showing he belonged. What do you make of the Lord and Saviour of the American game, John? <laughs> Our Lord you, and Saviour. You, you, you cannot be hyperbolic enough yeah. in this segment. He <laughs> is the real Freddie Adu. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the real deal. He started badly. I thought, look, it's the Premier League. It takes a while. He seems excellent. D what do you think? I think he showed a lot of mental strength to yes. come back from a bad start oh, at Chelsea. I think he's playing under the right manager. I think Frank Lampard has that's been there. I true. think he managed the situation very, very well. I think he's got to prove it against a big team. I think that's right. You've got to be able to score in big games. And Chelsea yeah. this season can't seem to play against the big boys. Can't even seem to like beat Everton at Goodison. They need, he, they need that a That is a big team. He needs a performance in a big game. Out. Can that, I say? Doctor, your diagnosis is sound. That yeah. perfect hat-trick, though, against Burnley. Yes. A mix of relief, joy and wonder 
uh, in equal measure, one of the greatest days, and I don't like to be hyperbolic, in American-British relations since Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown 1781 <laughs> oh. and Alex Morgan yeah. sipped tea and told Piers Morgan to suck it in AD 2019. If Pulisic scores more mm -hmm. than 10 goals this season, does it automatically mean that he becomes prime minister? Are those are rules, right, John? I mean, that's the problem with having an unwritten constitution, right? <laughs> I think <laughs> possibly yes. Christian Pulisic, two nations need you. Do your job. Okay, now to news that rocked the footballing world when it was announced. The fourth coming of no, Jose this Mourinho. Is, this is a terrible Mr. Story. Chelsea become Mr. Man United has become a self-described Mr. Club. How surreal has it been to watch Mourinho, John, don the white and purple and occasional teal of Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham, what have you done? Not you, Tottenham. <laughs> Not you. Chelsea, sure. Man U, sure. Not you, Spurs. A heel turn. Not, it really is a heel turn. You could have them as a second team Everybody, throughout your yeah. childhood. Now that's gone. He is going to wreck Tottenham's <laughs> culture. He's a terrible human being. Yeah. You've injected poison into your veins. Are you saying Tottenham are just like Tide Pods? Mourinho is like eating a Tide Pod. Once, I can kind of understand. Yeah. Maybe you don't know how bad it's going to be. Yeah, but Delhi's just like Tide Pods. You watch someone eating a Tide Pod. You see them go, rah, rah, and you say, now, nah, let me try it. That's say, not the answer. You say, Eric Dyer, what are you doing? You are no Jose fan. You feel a tremor in the I force when he's around. I stand his football or his personality. Well, so the personality is what I want to know. What do you make of this new Jose reboot? The jokes, the warmth, the hugs, the ball boy romance. Is it for real, John? Is he no longer an egotistical self-server? Or are we who we are in life and people can't change? Every serial killer is charming when he first moves into the neighbourhood. Then you realise that back garden's freshly paved. What's under that? He's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, where's Sissoko gone? <laughs> yeah. Where's Sissoko? Uh, Where is he? Do you think the whole thing to me reeks it's of awful. someone late in life, Jose Mourinho, experimenting with medical marijuana? It's all like some kind of a weed spin-off. It's not. The thing is, he'll sober up. He is who he is to a genuine fault. I have nothing, nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I'm so sorry. I have nothing to say. The fans are not stupid. Thank you for your time, Jose. Thank you. Okay, we've talked about your beloved Liverpool, John. We've yes. talked about the chasing pack, yep. aka the entire rest of the league. But in this, the final Men in Blazers show of the decade. Yeah, maybe of all time. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. The Who last, cares? The last <laughs> ten years. <laughs> I don't. The last ten years have given us so many indelible <laughs> memories. Sergio Aguero's 94th minute winner that handed Manchester City the title in 2012. Yes. Leicester City's Bocelli scored Cinderella season of wonder Fantastic. in 2016. Sir Alex Ferguson's retirement in 2013 that proved that all empires yep. must fall. Your job now is to stand by our new manager. Right. But we want to talk about the true moments of the decade, the ones that peeled back the outer layers of the human condition. Let's begin by throwing it back to February 2016 and Louis van Gaal's sideline histrionics while protesting a decision in a 3-2 win over Arsenal. The LVG he gave us so much joy. I think Japanese mascot Chaitan, the giant otter wearing a turtle as a hat, but with a Dutch accent. That's right. What you've got to do is commit to the bit. And yeah. that is what LVG did very well there. It wasn't a kind of fake falling down, but I won't actually do it. It was bang, I'll hit the deck. Alex Ferguson, mm -hmm. you may have won 13 yeah, league titles, but do you think you got half as many vine loops in your career as LVG? Not even close. OK, I've long made the claim that the whole world of football can be reduced to a battle between small and tall. <laughs> and our next moment reflects that from another United yeah. Arsenal matchup. Okay. This one from the Emirates oh, in November yes. 2014. Oh, it's Jack great. Wilshire squaring up to Marouane Fellaini. This, 
Oh. <laughs> it's absolutely magnificent. It's life. Look, headbutting him in the chest where so many balls have gone to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fellini was part confused, part aroused. Yeah. Come nuzzle my little one on my lowland mammary glands. <laughs> Credit to Fellini there for really helping that moment along, because Wilshere seems like he's doing a lot of the work, but that genuine look <laughs> on his face of, what is he doing? I know. He's still doing it. It's How long kiss. is this bit going to go on for? The man who mediated that Wilshere Fellini battle oh, yeah. is the star of our next moment of the decade, John. And it's really no surprise, because let's be honest, the Premier League, really global football in general, mm -hmm. it's all about him, yeah, all about at him. least in his own mind, where he resides Yo. as a giant of the game. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you yes. the Men in Blazers Football Man of the Decade, mm -hmm. referee, Mr. Mike Dean. It's all about, it, it's the arm, the arm, but there's a little <sighs> bit of wrist at the end from Mike Dean. That's what you don't always get. He practices this. <laughs> he loves it. He practices it. In the shower, in front of a mirror. <laughs> He's probably sent children off a playground. Yeah. <laughs> this, when, oh. when, he sends, when he sends dinners back to the kitchen in a restaurant. Yeah, everything. <laughs> he gave out his 100th red card to Ashley Young in April 2019. <laughs> it's an incredible body of what, work. Just to it Ashley really Young. Is. What? <laughs> He, he's a conductor of negativity. The, the Alfred Brendel of the red card. What? You know, oh, get, that's very good. That's very good. Get off me. Look. <laughs> Even got the, the Taylor Swift shake it off at the oh, end there. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, it's oh. very good. There's a quintessential Englishness to yep. it. He's able to finagle himself into any situation, but there's a very American side <laughs> to him as well, of thinking everything is about him. Yeah. He's the Tyler Perry of the Premier League. <laughs> it's Mike Dean's Premier League. <laughs> finally, a moment that actually oh, matters. Finally some good football. And not just in the context in show, of our show, yeah. but of global football. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from April 27, 2014. Three oh, yeah. games to go in the Premier League season. League leaders Liverpool are on an 11-game winning streak. They're now. playing Chelsea at Anfield. It's nil-nil in the third minute of first-half oh, like, injury time, and yeah. this happens. Oh, Gerard has slipped. What a moment. Demba Barr against Mignolet. Barr scores! Stephen Gerrard receives a routine ball. But he slips, allows Denver Bar to pounce. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Liverpool's oh. title drought goes on. I don't take any pleasure from this. In the Premier League scriptwriter's <laughs> canon of work, this moment stands head and shoulders above the rest as possibly the most Arthur Miller tragic. Orpheus, Icarus, Stephen Gerrard, a man so buccaneering, so loyal, so committed. Yes, my dad wrote to Stephen Gerrard. My dad's never written me a letter in his life. <laughs> he wrote to Stephen Gerrard, essentially thanking him for being the son he never had. Well, you just cc'd on this letter. No, he just, he, he just said, he said, dad's written I said, to me. I said, I, just I, carbon I wrote to Stephen Gerrard to say he's done a great job for us and he shouldn't be ashamed of himself. What? You did what? <laughs> to who? And, <laughs> oh, and now pen pals. Okay, we're going to rack this decade up the only way we know how with pie, these pies, John yes. Oliver, like Thank all you. good pies coming in from producer Joe. Coming in They have the power of prophecy. Take one bite, tell us something that's going to happen in the decade to come on the football field or off it. John, take a bite, mm. tell us what you see. Tell oh. us what your pie sees or mm. tells. Jose Mourinho is going to destroy three more football teams. He's going to do all of the top six. He's going to come to <laughs> Liverpool. Oh, my pie is telling me Everton will finally win a title. Yes. What title? In 2027, yeah. under manager, saviour, bass fisherman, Tony Hibbert, we will win the League One title. 
and gain automatic promotion to the championship yeah, while we we'll play out the rest of the decade in glorious mid-table obscurity. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get back uh, through the playoffs. Bite your arm off for the Ross, championship mid-table. let me take your American flag. Christian Pulisic will win the Premier League, but not necessarily at Chelsea. Ooh. Thank you to you, John Oliver. Savour every ah, second pleasure. of your history-making half-season to come. John, is it going to happen? It is going to happen. Thank you to all great friends of the pod. Watching at home, may football continue to empower you to make great collective memories, which yes. ultimately is why we watch. OK, Rog, for the last time this decade, please turn out the lights. Oh. John, please tell me 2020 is going to be better than 2019. I cannot promise you that, because I think in your heart you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> What a bloke. I'd like to be a big guy here and say that I'm happy for John and for Liverpool Football Club. It's going to be a work in progress, that though. But good news for those of you who missed the TV show. You're lucky. Bad news. It re-airs Sunday, this Sunday at 4pm Eastern Time on NBCSM. What else are you going to do? And a quick word for another special, truly a special we have coming up. We've worked bloody hard on it. New Year's Day 2020. It's only Manchester United goalkeeper legend and current Ajax CEO Edwin van der Sar. What a hero. He's a hero of mine. He was even more of a hero of mine after he came in, crushed my hand with his enormous fingers and just talked about the art of goalkeeping, his United glory days, and yes, Ajax's magical approach to youth development that's produced the likes of Frankie de Jong, Matthias de Ligt, and American Serginho Dest. That's Wednesday, January the 1st, 2020. 2020. At 6.30pm Eastern Time on NBCSN. Until then, all of you, I raise my bud, give you my love, and we say to you, courage. <laughs>